Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Q is about conversation. If we're really concerned about ending poverty, we've got to be more concerned about creating justice. Our cultural products as Christians need to both defy and resonate with the culture. Well, God's doing amazing things. His church is expanding. His church is growing. It's not what's the purpose of my life. It's what is the purpose that's been assigned. Stay curious. Think well. Advance good. This is Q. about sovereignty. This is a fight about who's going to be in control. If I had to know my scriptures then the way I know my scriptures now, I would know that freedom is coming. The kingdom of God is advancing with me or without me. I would have remembered that Exodus account where Moses walks in, dressed as a shepherd, no ounce of Egypt left in him, completely identifying with the oppressed, saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh saying, who said so? And Moses saying, Yahweh. And, and Pharaoh saying, who is that to me? And the scripture author just saying, wait for it, you'll soon find out. That was author and speaker Danielle Strickland. Today, she'll help us think, among other things, about power, especially the prideful, selfish misuse of power. And it's something that God loves to interrupt. Hi, and welcome to this week's Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. I'm Paul Perot from Faith Radio, Q's partner in bringing you this weekly show to encourage you, as you heard, to stay curious, think well, and advance good. This is something Q has done for over 16 years through podcasts, the Q Media platform, virtual town halls, and through conferences. Speaking of which, Gabe, you are both busy but also energized about the next big event later this month. Man, we are getting excited around here. The Culture Summit for us, April 20th and 29th, it's like the Super Bowl around here as we work towards trying to help you as leaders know how to navigate the year ahead. And I can't tell you, I mean, I wish we had room for 100 talks this year because there's 100 different things we need to be talking about. Um, We don't. In two days, 9 to 5, when we do our event, Central Time, um, and you can join virtually. We're almost sold out in Nashville, although there's probably still a few seats remaining if you want to join us in person, which I always recommend because you get to meet so many of these other leaders nationally who are thinking about these topics, who represent all these different channels of culture, whether it's media and entertainment, business, politics, you name it coming into the same space, sitting together, learning together, having meals together, discussing ways they can collaborate. And there's so many amazing stories that start to come out of this, which we're beginning to tell those stories. And I think you're going to be really encouraged. But the other thing about this year, our theme is signs of life. And we want to be people who aren't just pointing out what's wrong in the world, but also how can we be a part of what God's trying to do, what he's trying to restore, what he's trying to build. And so while we'll deal with difficult, challenging issues and topics, and you can go to qideas.org slash 2022, and you can go see the topics. You're going to see a plethora of topics, thought leaders and experts, practitioners, people who have lived it out that are going to come inform us, help us have their wisdom, but ultimately help us all build confidence in how we're navigating the uncertainty. Um, And we as Christians can navigate with certainty, with complete confidence, not in fear, but in faith that God is up to something great and we get to be a part of it. And we want to have the eyes to see that. We want to be the people that can bring this perspective to our communities, to our families, to uh, the Bible studies we lead, to the, to the churches that we're responsible for or the institutions that we're leading. 
We want to be those people of hope and joy and, and understand how God's presence is moving into this. And you're going to feel that over these two days. So if you're discouraged, if you're someone's like, I don't know where this is going. I need some vision. I can promise you, you're going to get a lot of vision over these couple of days, but also very practical how-tos on engaging all the conversations that we know you're having with your friends, your families, and so on. And, and as you know, with Q Ideas, we don't shy away from the tough, difficult and sometimes controversial conversations. Uh, in fact, we think some of those are the most important to have because there's few spaces in the church willing to have them, and we've always been willing to have them, so we'll keep having them. And so I hope you can enjoy that. You can go to qideas.org slash 2022 to learn more about it, to see how your church can host, to see how your entire congregation can get access to our digital feed through Q Media uh, that allows you to have discussions, take place in live pollings, ask your own questions, participate in breakouts. There's so many opportunities you'll have even digitally for those who won't be able to travel. But anyway, just want you to be there. We love it. We're praying for it. We're praying for you. We're praying for our nation and the world and Christians and the body of Christ in general uh, during this season ahead and trying to do our part to help equip you any way that we can. Yeah. And as I'm going through the website, what a lineup of speakers, including some longtime favorites, Andy Crouch, Malcolm Gladwell, Kelly Capick, and of course, Gabe and Rebecca Lyons, plus a lot of new and exciting thought leaders as well. Again, as of this weekend, there might be a few in-person tickets available in Nashville, but really, what an opportunity to bring this to your home, your organization, your church to start important conversations there. Again, April 28th and 29th, the 2022 Culture Summit. Check out all the topics and the speakers and get registered at qideas.org slash 2022. Now, Gabe, let's get to this week's talk from Danielle Strickland about divine interruptions. Set it up for us. When you're in the middle of a culture where there's a lot of things going on, and certainly we all have experienced the last couple of years, these, what we called in this talk, divine interruptions. They're things you didn't plan for. They're completely out of your control. In some cases, you can't do anything about it. And so you can feel a bit helpless. And it's important that we have a certain posture in that, a certain way that we approach it, that puts the confidence in God that he knows what he's doing and what he's up to not only in the world, but in our own life, and that he's turning these things that the enemy means for evil, he's turning them for good. And sometimes it can be hard for us to see that. Well, today we're going to get to see that because Danielle Strickland is going to deliver a beautiful talk that I think you're going to be uh, inspired by, encouraged by. You're going to maybe want to share it with your spouse, your friends, your community, uh, to be encouraged about how we think about these things. Now, Danielle Strickland is an author, spiritual leader, communicator. She's a peacemaker. She wrote a book called Better Together, How Women and Men Can Heal the Divide and Work Together to Transform the Future. So she's done a lot of that work. But today, she's just going to encourage us. She's going to encourage us about how we might see these moments that are interruptions as literally God's way of getting our attention and drawing us closer to his heart. Let's listen to that. My first ministry job was uh, in a uh, drop-in center for street people, downtown Toronto, Canada. And I remember, I met a lot of characters there. It was really spiritual for me. Uh, one of them particularly was named Red Dog. He's a strong, indigenous Canadian, big guy. Uh, he had tied bells on his shoes, you know, so you could hear him coming. I remember uh, one night being in this drop-in center and him kind of inebriated, you know, stumbling down the stairs. 
and uh, looking at me. I used to work for the Salvation Army. I was there young and bright, uh, missionally minded with these uh, Salvation Army uniform on with these S's on my collars, you know, and I always remember Red Dog looking at me with this wise smile in his inebriated state saying, what do those S's mean, sexy soldier? I said, they do now. They do now. And I, I, I attended a, a church that ran the drop-in center. And the, the church was a, met in this big old kind of theater, like really quite a large. It used to be a thriving church. Now it was just a remnant. You know, we were just kind of mostly just singing to ourselves. It's kind of like three-quarters of the church was the choir, you know. <laughs> and the choir would sing and the preacher would preach and the scripture would be read. I always remember. And, and we'd be in the middle of this activity and then we would hear the bells. I mean, quite literally, we would hear the bells. It would be Red Dog. He'd be coming. And we'd hear the bells, and then Red Dog would just stomp through the, you know, right down the front aisle of this theater church, you know, where we're, we're in the middle of church. I mean, for Pete's sake, the nerve. I mean, we were, like, busy. The choir was doing something beautiful. Like, stuff was going on. Like, the preacher was in the zone, you know what I'm saying? And Red Dog's just, ding, ding, dong, ding, dong, you know, just, like, coming down the aisle. And he would just start shouting, Danielle, he would say, play me the song. Danielle. Play me the song. Danielle, play me the song. You know, and we all knew that we knew that we knew that Red Dog was not going to stop yelling. <laughs> like, you can't wrestle him out of there. Like, it wasn't that kind of a place. You couldn't dumb him down. Like, you could just, you couldn't turn them. He was just like, so everyone would just stop. Literally, the choir would just quiet. Or the, the preacher would just pause. Or the, the scripture reading would just stop. And everyone would look at me playing the song i just walk over to the piano you know and i just like play a g or if i was in a sassy worshipy mood i'd play a g sus and uh and we would just we would sing amazing grace how sweet the sound at the front of the church you know right there's a there's a prayer altar right set up at the very front of the church there's this prayer altar and on it it's actually called the mercy seat that's what it's called We'd be singing, that saved a wretch like me. A red dog would stomp to the mercy seat, right to the front of the building, and he would kneel down at the mercy seat. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And he'd throw himself on the mercy seat, and he would weep. And he'd weep, and he'd weep. If you looked at the crowd, you looked at the church, I mean, this, this happened. This was a regular thing. We'd look at each other, you know, like you do with like, like when they start talking about vaccines at Q, just, <laughs> right? Or occasionally you get the eye roll, this again. But we would, I would always be pretty self-congratulatory because, of course, I waited it out. I made the space. I played the Jesus. Know what I'm saying? I'm friends with Red Dog. So I put up with it. I endured it. I made some space to allow it to happen. Congratulations, Danielle. Good missional living there. Not shying away from the tension. Then he would get up, look around, wipe away his tears, and exit the building. And we'd wait for the next time that we heard the bells. Can you hear the bells? You have thousands of children at your border. Well, you have, you have a whole generation of people who are trying to ring a bell 
of the Imagio Deo of black and brown bodies. You, you have a marginalized person marching down the front of your country and your life and your church and your religious system saying, I can't breathe. Can you hear the bells? Can you hear 17 million women hashtagging me too? Asking for you to sing them a song? I hear the bells. Here's what I learned even back then. I learned that I saw disruption as a, something to endure. I saw disruption as a place to just kind of put up with, to awkwardly wait out. Anyone? What I didn't know then that I know now, it was probably my Bible. I probably didn't know the scriptures because if I knew the scriptures, I would have uh, recognized the original red dog of Exodus. I would have recognized red dog Moses who marches into Pharaoh and says, hey, let my people go. I would have recognized actually that this disruption of my religious activity, this disruption was not something to endure. It was something to embrace. This disruption was actually an invitation by the king of kings. What is an invitation for? It's an invitation to a confrontation. It's an invitation to a confrontation. I mean, this is apostle Paul saying like, this is a fight, not against flesh and blood. This is a fight against principalities and powers this is a fight about sovereignty this is a fight about who's going to be in control if I had to know my scriptures then the way I know my scriptures now I would know that freedom is coming the kingdom of God is advancing with me or without me I would know that that this is a confrontation of power I would have remembered that exodus account where Moses walks in just as a shepherd no ounce of Egypt left in him completely identifying with the oppressed saying let my people go and Pharaoh saying who said so and Moses saying Yahweh and and Pharaoh saying who is that to me and the scripture author just saying wait for it you'll soon find out I would have recognized it in the person of Jesus who kicks off his ministry by saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach comfort to the wealthy. Oh no, that I'm sorry. The spirit of God is upon me because he's anointed me to just, to just minister to the religious elite. Now, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he's anointed me to tell the church it's going to be okay, guys. Mary recognized this confrontation right away. Do you remember that? Luke chapter 1, when the angel tells her, women get this, huh? They get it really quick. Mary's song, do you remember when she finds out that she's going to bear the Messiah? You remember when she finds out she's And she just literally says, oh, this is awesome because those people who have all the power, those people who have all the control, those people who have all the resources, those ones, those ones, those people that have, they're going to be brought down. And those people who don't, those who are marginalized and oppressed, those who are in the minority, those who are, can't breathe, they're going to be brought up. <laughs> and Mary's song, do you know that it's been banned by three different empires in countries? banned from being read out because it's too disruptive <laughs> you think no wonder they silence women disruption we are enduring this disruption we're kind of putting up with some of us self-congratulatorily so i made space i did the awkward i had the conversation i posted the comment whatever it is but we forget we're missing the invitation the divine invitation of the disruption is a confrontation with power it always is. 
Mark chapter 5, Jesus crosses over to the other side. You know the other side where the pig farmers live, where your Jewish mom told you never to go. Crosses over, hits the ground, immediately confronted. Even on the way there, the wind and the waves are against them. This is countercultural. This is hard, man. This is hard to go to the other side. That's why people don't do it. He hits the ground and a demon-possessed man comes running out and the demons say, what do you want with us, most high God? What do you want with us? And that confrontation will always lead us to a struggle. It will be a power struggle every single time. That man says, or he says, what is your name? And you remember what he says? He said his name is Legion. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that that's also the term of the military unit that was occupying Jerusalem at the time. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. I'm sure it was a coincidence that the Legion that was occupying uh, Jerusalem, the Legion that was occupying Jerusalem at the time of the demonic man's exorcism their symbol for the legion was a sign of a wild boar. I'm, I'm also sure that's a coincidence. That can't, be, that can't be on purpose, can it? And Jesus exercises that demonic power and those pigs go over the cliff and drown in the sea. Does any of this sound familiar? The freedom's coming in you. Oh, I hope so. Through me, that's oh, what I'm praying for. But it's coming with or without me. The kingdom of God is advancing. It's advancing. And the disruption of this moment is an invitation that will lead us to a confrontation with principalities and powers. And it will be a struggle. People, it will be a struggle. The name of Israel itself is struggle. The name of our faith is a struggle. And here's what I want to believe. I want to believe with all my heart that the struggle is outside of me. I want to believe that it was Trump's fault. I want to believe that it's a political thing I can't control. I want to believe that it's about the economy. I want to believe it's about the institution. But the truth of the matter, if I'm super honest with myself, the struggle's right in me. It's a confrontation in a struggle with the sovereignty of God in my life. Who will I follow? So I'm visiting my friend Annie. She's... Uh, drug addicted and mentally ill years ago it's a psych ward in Vancouver I'm visiting her I, I arrived she's like Danielle I'm, I'm so glad that you're here Annie's like wild hair wild eyes long unkept fingernails like she's a character and I say I'm glad to see you Annie I'm glad that you're okay she goes you got to come with me you got to see the craft room in this place it is sick they have all the colors so I said, okay, show me. So she grabs me by the hand and she takes me to the craft room and she says, do you see it? Do you see it? I look in, I'm like, do I see it? The girl, the, the, the woman has taken that tablecloth, you know, those papers that are like you roll out on a table. She's taken them and she's completely covered the entire bulletin board with these cloth, with this stuff. And she's taken big black fat markers. You know, she's done these big block letters and this is what she's written on the entire. She's covered over everybody else's art. And she's just written this. What will you do with the king of Israel? You see it? <laughs> Do I see it? Psalm chapter two. Why do the nations rage against God? Why do the kings, why do the power brokers, why do we struggle? Why do we fight? Why do we plan against the purposes of Yahweh? Why do we, do they not know the psalmist says that the Lord sits enthroned in heaven and laughs? 
The disruption's an invitation. The invitation's a confrontation. The confrontation's got to be a struggle. So what do we do? Underneath the, the big black letters of what will you do with the king of Israel, Annie wrote the answer. Thankfully, I'm pretty basic, so I needed help. The answer was written in these little red letters, tiny little red letters at the bottom of the scroll. It said, kiss the sun. Kiss the sun. The end of the struggle, friends. The final confrontation in our lives, the disruption that we need to stop enduring and start embracing. The disruption is an invitation to a confrontation within each of us. And it's, is Jesus Lord? Is the kingdom the way that we're leading? The questions that we're even asking. Uh, what about the church? What about the future of the church? Will we have enough money? Will we have enough uh, supplies? Will we have enough leadership? All the wrong questions. They're all the wrong questions. How will Jesus be sovereign in this moment? How will Jesus be king? How will the kingdom advance? How will the oppressed be free? How will the lonely be put into families? How will the hungry get enough to eat? Those are the right questions. Those are the kingdom questions. Do you know that Jesus sets this guy free? Do you remember? People tried to restrain him, contain him. They couldn't. Mark chapter 5. You remember the pig farmers came back. They saw this man. Nobody could help him. They saw the sovereignty of God. They saw a bona fide miracle. Remember the pig farmers? They were like, this is amazing. God's kingdom has finally come. The Messiah is here. Woo, cue the music. Let's have a revival. The oppressed are free. It's true. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. <laughs> no, you know what they did? They saw the man clothed in his right mind and talking with Jesus. And they went over to Jesus and they said, please leave. What does it take to ask Jesus to leave? It takes a hit to your economy. That's what it takes. It takes some tension with the occupier. This is going to be tense with Rome because they weren't feeding the Jews. They were feeding the soldiers. It takes a hit to the military. That's what it does. It takes a hit to this idea that violence might be power. It, it takes a hit to the power that you serve. So here's what I'd love to do. If I could, I'd go back in time. If I could go, how many people here in ministry, wouldn't you like to go back to the start? Knowing what I know now, then, when I heard those bells, <laughs> I wouldn't eye roll. I wouldn't even wide eye. I wouldn't shrug. Oh, I wouldn't endure it. I'd let Red Dog lead me. I'd let him lead me. I'd let the disruption be an invitation to a confrontation of my own religiosity, my own superiority, my own immaturity, my own religion, my own performance, my own ego, my own savior complex, my own comfortable religion. I'd let him lead me. You know where he'd take me? He'd take me to the mercy seat. And you know what he'd sing? The only song, the only song we have, people. Amazing grace. Have you been to the mercy seat lately? 
thrown yourself upon the mercy of God, allowed the disruption, the disturbing disruption of the poor and the broken and the majority church, the disruption of racism and misogyny, of corruption, of sexual misconduct and abuse. Church, do you need this to be clearer? Amazing grace. So here's what I've come to ask you to do. Don't just endure the disruption. Don't just wait it out. Don't just eye roll your way through until business goes back to normal. Could I ask you just this one time? This disruption is a divine invitation for you to confront the Pharaoh that is you. Let my people go. Freedom in you, through you, or without you. You choose. I told you you'd be encouraged, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Danielle and and just what she had to bring today. It lifted me. It's part of us continuing to shape ourselves with a God perspective on the world versus just a news feed perspective on the world, which really takes your heart in a different direction. Mm, It really does, Gabe. And as one who is a self-confessed newsie, always looking at the news websites to see the latest things happening in the war in Ukraine or what's happening in Washington or even in my city, it's easy to forget our calling as Christians and how that really directs our engagement into the matters in the news and all around us. Danielle's was an important conversation, and hopefully it provoked you to, again, think well and deep so you can advance good. And Gabe, we're so thankful how for years... You've been working hard to provoke these sometimes hard but important conversations. We're going to continue to be advancing these conversations. Our goal with Q Ideas is to stay curious, think well, and advance good. It's going to be happening again April 20th to 29th. Go to qideas.org 2022 where you can learn all about the topics, the speakers, the breakouts, the experience, the way this is going to work for all of our virtual participants that not only can watch it live but also gets on-demand access for the following 30 days. So you can come back that weekend, come back that next week, and rewatch a talk with maybe your family. Rewatch it with your community. Create conversation and dialogue with all of those around you. That's what we're trying to do at Q Ideas, and we hope you'll be a part of that with us. Until next week, we hope you have a wonderful day. Ideas with Gabe Lyons is made possible in partnership with Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make your gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or on your podcast player. And thank you for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons.